Good evening, everybody. Say good evening to your neighbor with a smile. And um, today we are in part six of Daniel. Part six of Daniel. Again, I would encourage you, even if um, you've been part of this series from the beginning, to, to get the teaching and listen to it over and over again. The, the instructions of, that, of the book of Daniel is so important and it's so key to us and to our work with God. It, it's, it, it's, you know, thinking about today's service, and just thinking about the amount of corruption in Nigeria, in this nation, you know, it's, I begin to wonder, I mean, I, uh, what is happening to, to us, I mean, to the church? I mean, are people really preaching the gospel these days? Are people really following God? You know, and I'm sure, obviously, from God's pattern of Scripture, that God always has a remnant. God always has a people that has that has not bowed to Baal. Praise the name of the Lord. I, I pray we find those people in us. In the name of Jesus, God always has a people that have not bowed. To Baal, to Baal, or Baal, however you want to call it, he always, always has, you know. But it's it's interesting that the, the times we are living in is a time where people think it's impossible to live for God. That it is actually impossible. Some people actually give up because they, they feel it's impossible. And here we are looking at. A character in the Bible, Daniel. Daniel was in the old covenant. Daniel was not born again, if you will. He, he did not have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Daniel did not have the power of the Holy Spirit at, at his disposal and the person of God. Daniel did not have the benefit of scripture that you and I have. Daniel didn't have a Bible. The complete Bible. Yet, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were able to stand as light. They were able to live for God. So, if, if we take the teachings of the life of Daniel and we inculcate it with all that God has given us, I'm sure we will overcome. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm sure we will. So last week, we looked at Daniel in the lion's den. We looked at Daniel um, being thrown to the lion's den and we, we learned a whole lot of things from, from that um, teaching. And we looked at how he maintained his devotion to God as usual. And he didn't back down. And how, you know, he wasn't even sure if God was going to rescue him from the lions. But he knew God could. But it was like, he left it to God. And God came through for him. Praise the name of the Lord. And we, we learned how a heathen king would say that everybody should worship the God, the God of Daniel. So there's, a, there's an aspect of Daniel's life that we are going to look at today. And that aspect is so powerful because if, if you look at someone that, again, didn't have the Holy Spirit, 
and could operate in that aspect we are looking at, which is the supernatural. You know, Daniel knew that the supernatural existed. Daniel was open to the supernatural. Daniel operated in the supernatural. Daniel had exchanges with spirits. With God. God is a spirit. We learned that on Sunday, right? God is a spirit. Angels are spirit. Spirits. Daniel was not, didn't think it was strange for spirits to be talking to him and for spirits, him to be talking back and getting revelation. Daniel was relevant in the supernatural. You and I, I pray, will be relevant in the supernatural in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, if, if, if your Christianity is just all about what you can see, then it's, it's not much to be, there's not much to be desired, you know, even from the world. The, 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 the difference between the church and Rotary Club is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the supernatural, you know. And Daniel is, is showing us from his example that it is possible to walk in the supernatural if you're a child of God. The aspect of the issue of supernatural of the supernatural has been something that has intrigued a lot of us. I mean, a lot of um, human beings, not just Africans, you know, Asians, you know, Caucasians, everybody. The issue of the supernatural is something that we find very intriguing. And the story is told of a professor in um, one of the universities here in, in Nigeria. You know, he was a believer. I don't know if he's still alive. He was a believer. And he, he was going through a lot of challenges. And because he was going through a lot of challenges, his conclusion was that God has abandoned him. God is not fighting his battles anymore, you know. So one day he went to God and he, he was complaining to God that you don't fight my battles anymore, you have abandoned me, blah, 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 you know. And God said to him, I'm going to open your eyes to see what is going on around you. And God opened the eyes of this professor and he saw spiritual warfare like never before. As in his living room was like, you know, a battlefield. Literally, demons and angels were slugging it out in his living room. He closes his eyes. He's seeing arrows. He has to open his eyes. He, he struggled to sleep for days. He had to beg God. Okay, okay, I don't want to see it again. <laughs> Take it away. Okay, I can see you are fighting for me. Praise the name of the Lord. In his case, I mean, it was really serious, really, really serious. They had to call all sorts of, um, you know, other priests you know, to, to pray with him and all that stuff, you know. Sometimes be careful what you ask for, you know. <laughs> they may just show you, you know, so that you know you are not alone. Praise the name of the Lord. So our first question in the open segment is, what was the first time that it dawned on you that the supernatural is real. When was the first time that it dawned on you that the supernatural is real? When was the first time? Anybody, when was the first time? The very first time now. I'm not saying the most remarkable time. The very first time that it dawned on you. that it's, I hope you know. I hope it has dawned on you that the supernatural is real. <laughs> okay. So when was the very first time that it dawned on you that, Chai. Kakino Bileda. You know? There's more to life than meets the eyes. When was the first time that it dawned on you that supernatural is real? Who wants to go? Who wants to share? Anybody? I can call people here. Yes, there's a hand there. Thank you. Praise God. Hello. Um, the, the only time I can remember then was um, 
when I was in secondary school. And right. um, it was a girls only um, school. It was a boarding house. Right. And um, we used to have these fellowships then, Student Christian Movement, SCM. SCM, yeah. And um, <laughs> bring, um, then we started hearing all sort of stories that there were people were hearing um, voices under the banana trees each time they went out in the night to get water from the borehole and things like that. Right. So then our students and the SCM presidents said, okay, we were all going to go out in the middle of the night and face, <laughs> and face those voices and command them to stop and leave the, camp and, and leave the compound in Jesus' name. And so and they said all executives of every year would have to go with them. Of course, I, I, I was one of the executives representing my year then. And so we all went together. And I was really worried. I was scared. But I was like, okay, um, our president is going. With, so it's just for us to back up. And we all went out in the middle of the night. And we went there under that tree. And we prayed. And that was the end of the voices Amen. that people were hearing under the trees. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, I mean, that is um, amazing, you know. Sometimes you think that, oh, are these things real until you have to come face to face, face to face with them. While she was sharing, as I was remembering a few, I mean, that happened um, while I was in school myself. Um, anybody else? Let me, spare my, let me spare you my story. I always tell you my story, so. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This happened in 2009 when I was going to have a bubay. I was rolled into the theater and uh, they had to, leave, to keep me awake. So I think they, they, the doctor used up to six surgical blades to open me up. He kept changing. He couldn't open me up. Ah. So it was the seventh one. So I, he now said, start praying. People around. So I was awake. I said, doctor, what's happening? He said, Ruth, be quiet. Pray. So we we're all praying. He said, don't pray. In your understand, praying the spiritual. So this is not this is beyond him. Doctor was scared, so they were praying and praying. So it was after because they would mean that I think 5 p.m. I came out at 12 midnight because they were battling with opening me up. Wow. So doctor now said, said Ruth, this is my 35 years in in this my field. I have never seen this kind of thing before. Wow. He said there was a force standing trying wow. to, you know, it was when they started speaking in tongues that they, you know. God Please. broke through and I was able to open me up. Amen. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, the second question is similar to the first, and that throws it open to beyond your first time to any time. Can you describe a time you saw the supernatural in action? There's a hand there, there's a hand there, there's a hand there. Okay, there's a hand there, there's a hand there, there's a hand there. You are confused. I know. <laughs> Okay, let's start with Mr. Madon. Shoot. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. The time I saw the supernatural in action was um, those days in my life. I was in this serious problem that no doctor here mm. in Lagos, all over Lagos State, could detect what was wrong with me. Oh. I went to St. Nicholas, the last place I went. They could not. And this problem was so huge. Hmm. Not until when the supernatural intervened. Yes. I went to this hospital at Elisha, and this doctor was, I think he should be a pastor, because if not, the first day I got to that place, he called all the nurses, the doctors himself. I was in the middle. They were praying, speaking in tongues. 
Amen. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, what the whole doctors could not see. Amen. What the ashtrays here in Lagos could not detect. Wow. Through that prayers, I tell you, I went for the um, procedure. For, yes, for the ashtray. Okay. They were able to see the whole thing that was wrong with me. Amen. That was when they were able to carry out the operation. Amen. And the operation was successful. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's more to life than meet the eye. Okay. There's a hand there. I think there's a hand there. Can we get another mic here? Are you the only one? Praise God. Hallelujah. Mine happened 2006. I woke up one day and uh, my leg was swollen. Wow. And uh, before then, I was supposed to go home to the village for something and I, I refused to go. And everybody was against me. But I still refused to go and I went away. And the legs started swelling and going up and up. I continued to pray and um, it was not going. At a stage, I called my prayer partner and we prayed and it didn't go. One week passed and it was going up. I anointed, I used the word of God, everything. Then on a particular night, I was doing vigil. On a particular night, I woke up at midnight. I prayed till five and I used the word of God on it and I slept. And um, I now told myself, okay, Monday, I'll go to hospital, but on my way, I'll pass through my pastor's office. He will pray for me, then I'll go to the hospital. Because I, I refused to go to the hospital all the while. But when I woke up and I went to the bathroom, I came back, and I did not feel the pain anymore. Amen. I owned the light, I checked the, my leg, the, the swelling went flat. Amen. I hit my leg on the ground, and the thing went away. And I, I was, till today, honestly, Amen. I didn't go to hospital. He didn't allow me to go to my pastor for prayer. Amen. God took it away. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's supernatural in action. So we take that and we take him and we should be on our way. Okay, that, that, then maybe that. Yes, should. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mine happened um, like seven years back, back then in TOD. Um, I just came in then, and then um, I woke up one morning and discovered I couldn't breathe well. So I called my uncle, and I was rushed to General Hospital, um, the maternity home. They, they checked me through, did a whole lot of diagnosis, and discovered there was a growth at my um, left-hand side of my tummy. And I can remember then, um, I, I used to be in um, Pastor Gunusi's um, um, house fellowship, Adonai fellowship. So I called her and told her, and then she said, okay, then let's pray about it. I was on that bed for two months wow. in the hospital. No food. They said I, I couldn't eat, so it was just um, drip, you know, and we keep praying. And um, during the last two months, we started fasting, and I told her, I said, ma, I would like to fast. She said, ah, Bumi, you are not eating. You are in the hospital. What kind of fast? Just have faith and pray. Okay. I, then she joined me. We're praying. She calls me every night to pray with me. And after a while, the doctor said, okay, fine. They have to monitor the growth. You have to grow um, to a level before they can run a surgery on, on me. But what the growth was, it was not named, you know, and, and all that. Then later, they discharged me. I said I should come back in one week. You know, because I was praying with her, and then I told her, Sam, I want to come out. I want to be at the God Who Do It Again service. She said, they can't release you now. Just be there and pray. So that week, they released me on a Thursday. They released me on a Saturday. They asked me to come back the next Thursday for the surgery. So I went, and then on Sunday was God Who Do It Again service. And right there, um, the word of knowledge came, and pastor said that there's, there's someone that is going through a serious pain by the right-hand side. You know, that before you leave this place, that the Lord will heal you. 
So I just said amen. Mine was on the left, and I've made up my mind I was going for the surgery. So I just said amen. And I discovered that while I was leaving um, the church, I couldn't walk. It was so heavy. My younger ones have to help me. I took a bike. When I got home, I felt like using the restroom. So I rushed in, and there and then, there was a drop, a big drop, as in something that I've never seen before in my life. Wow. I screamed out. I, I screamed. I called Pastor Gu immediately. I said, Ma, something has happened. She said, like what? I said, I feel a drop from me. She was like, okay, fine. When are you supposed to go back to the hospital? I said, Thursday. She said, okay, you have to go before Thursday. So I went on in Wednesday, and doctor said, okay, go and run another check. So they went through other checks, and the man was asking me, where did you go to? Amen. Where have you been? You know? And that was it. From that day till Amen. now, I've never felt anything anymore. I give God praise. That was Amen. the time. Amen. Amen. You know, glory be to Jesus. You know, sometimes when you are facing people, your right is their left. And their <laughs> left is your right. You know? Thank God for his power. Amen. That's supernatural in action. In fact, that's action. Okay. We take one more and we, we continue. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, this is very emotional when I, when I say that. I, feel I was 11 years old when I lost my dad. And um, I, had a, I, had a uncle, I had an uncle who was extremely powerful in the, in the um, dark world. So within a year, I lost my um, brother as well, my junior brother, and my uncle was after the family, and he wanted to take over a few things that my dad left behind, especially big, um, those days, big plantation. And my mom told me, I said, look, this is spiritual, because when I sit down, I feel like a heavy load on top of my head as oh. an 11-year-old, and that was very traumatic. So he said, well, you just need to pray, and, I'm, and we're praying. But incidentally, we're doing Daniel. That was the first time as a 10, 11-year-old, I studied the book of Daniel, and I understood that um, Daniel, you know, went through this, and nothing happened to him. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. And I learned to fast at the age of 11. Wow. And that was the only deliverance. And um, nothing happened to me, nothing happened to my mom and other people at that time. Amen. And we were delivered. So since then, I learned that fasting and prayer, things will go <laughs> as, a ten, as an 11-year-old. Amen. Now, these things, eh, the earlier you learn it, the better for you. Some people suffer some irreparable damages because they think that as long as I don't believe there's current in high tension, I can touch it. Whether you believe it or not, touch it. You know that there's current in the high tension cable. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> uh, do you still want to share yours? Okay, so we take one more, then we'll be on our way. Um, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, this happened in 2000. I was on a flight. And there was a whole lot of turbulence. As in people were screaming, people were scared. And I was scared as well, really, really scared. Because I don't think I've ever been in a plane that had that much turbulence. And um, I started praying. And I heard something tell me to look through the window. You know, it was night. But I looked through the window and I could see a being, really, really tall. As in, and the plane was an angel. An angel. The plane was in the hand. And he was just walking, as in just walking with the plane in his hand, just walking. As soon as my eyes saw that, to the glory of God, I gave God thanks, and I just went to sleep. As what, I did, what, what I didn't know. To the fair? It flew, it flew away. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what happened after that. I didn't know whether the plane still had turbulence. But once I saw, the, as in the pace and everything, I knew that God was with us. And I just thank God Amen. for opening my eyes to see that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, praise the name of the Lord. Daniel could do what he could do because he could see what the ordinary person could not see. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you will see what you ought to see. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. In spite of the storm, you can go to sleep. A study and discussion, for the study and discussion, we'll read Daniel chapter 9, 20 to 23, then 10, 4 to 14. Daniel 9, 20 to 23. It says, I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God for Jerusalem, his holy mountain. As I was praying, Gabriel even knew their names. Whom I had seen in the earlier vision came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained an understanding. I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given. And now I am here to tell you what it was. For you are very precious to God. I pray that God will say concerning you and I, for you are very precious to God. In fact, you are actually very precious to God. Because this is God's favorite house. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of the vision. Okay. 10 from verse 4. On April 23, on the 23rd of April, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like Lightning is, and his eyes flamed like torches. His arm and feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I left there, so I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deadly pale. And I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Just then, a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling, to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day, you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Pasha blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Pasha. Now, I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns a time yet to come. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his words in Jesus' name. So here we see Daniel Engaging the supernatural. Many times, the, the, I think the devil has sold the church a lie that the supernatural is, is spooky and goofy and, you know, and... Meanwhile, the God we serve is a spirit. God is a... 
And they that worship him must worship him in and in truth. For every situation you are in, there's a physical representation and there's a spiritual representation. You have to read the two. For every person you have to interact with, there's a physical representation and there's a spiritual representation of the person. For every city that you have to walk with or live in or interact with, there's a physical representation and there's a spiritual representation. Praise the name of the Lord. The kingdom of Pasha was a physical kingdom and had a physical king, but that's prince of Pasha had a spiritual representation because the prince of Pasha at the time was sold to, to, the, to the devil so it, it was a demonic spirit it was a principality that was the influencing the spiritual representation of the prince of Pasha does that make sense so when you are tackling a situation you have to understand that there's an aspect of the situation you can see and there's an aspect of the situation you cannot see. Praise the name of the Lord. And it is the aspect you cannot see that actually determines the aspect you can't see. So, we have to play in that space. We have to be influential in that space. In the space where we cannot see. Praise the name of the Lord. So, when you need to tackle something, you're not tackling it in the flesh. They are tackling it in the spirit. And that is what Daniel um, did. And that is how he got, I mean, the breakthrough. He engaged. He started praying. He started engaging. There's more to this. We need revelation. There's more to this. I need to engage this. I need to engage this. And the more he engaged, the more he engaged, the more he engaged heaven. You see, God cannot, you are, you are a child of God. God cannot ignore your cry. Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, we, we've done a lot of teaching on father, son, you know, how to be a son and not a servant and all that and all that and all that. When, for a child, the child will feel that something is wrong if the parent ignores the child's voice. The child believes that the parent cannot ignore his voice or her voice. They just know that all I need to do is to what? Cry. And they will come running. <laughs> Same thing with you. You need to understand that. And Daniel understood that. So he could stay in a place of prayer. So we're going to take our questions to help us wrap our minds and, and, and wrestle with this topic. When you hear the word supernatural or spiritual warfare, what comes to your mind? What comes to your mind? When you hear the word spiritual warfare or supernatural, I know more than one, um, more than one person may want to answer a question, but if we don't take you, you will answer the next question. Is that okay? What comes to your mind? Yes, my sister. What comes to your mind? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a battle that um, God fought for us um, knowingly and unknowingly. Okay, that's what comes to your mind. Yeah. When you hear spiritual warfare, the battle that God fights for us, whether we know it or not. Okay, thank you. Why do you think there are so many movies, even cartoons, that incorporate the supernatural these days? We showed a clip of Aladdin. And the genie. What, what was that? What, what was the genie? What's the genie? It's a spirit being. And, and we, 
we are the, the world and the children, it's normal to them. Now you have princesses that have wands that want to make people disappear. <laughs> My daughter wanted to make me disappear one day. She brought a wand. I said, What is that? I said, Disappear, daddy. I said, I'm not disappearing, nothing. <laughs> I'm here. I mean, you have people that think, and it's a lot of, if you, even the cartoons are filled with the supernatural. And subconsciously, I think it's a good thing, you know, even though the devil wants to use it for as, as evil. I actually think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing because by the time you begin to introduce the concept of the positive supernatural, it's not strange. So that thing is wrong. The, this is the original. Do you understand? So they, they've experienced the counterfeit. They know what the counterfeit is. The counterfeit shows them that the supernatural is possible, even though they say it's fiction. But I would say fiction, let me explain fiction for you. And I think it's denied that. So why do you think, I think, have I answered the question myself? Why do you think there are so many movies, cartoons, that incorporate the supernatural these days? Even superheroes must have superpowers. Spider-Man, Thor, all of them. They must have field forces. You know? Those are supernatural engagements. Why do you think movies and cartoons are filled? Yes, there's a hand at the back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I think uh, the devil is trying to plead on the importance of it. If it seems common, that people will not be conscious of the spirit. Uh, Absolutely. And in the same vein, trying to sell people a lie. So, commonizing it and, and, and rubbishing it and, and, and selling an alternative. For instance, I was listening to a, a radio show, I mean, sometime when I was outside of the country and the, a lady called into the radio show and she was like, she was a believer and she was really upset at the, at the school system. Why? They gave a teenage girl the, an English assignment. And guess what the English assignment is? They should go to a cemetery and find out if ghosts are real. And she said, she, she, and she went off on the school. I mean, I was happy for, I mean, that kind of culture. We see how people that are sensitive to those things. So the projects they even give students is so that they can begin to engage demons. We have to keep our eyes open, okay? Praise the name of the Lord. Although he will not win the war, Satan, Satan won't go down without a fight. Can you tell of a time you endured and overcame a fierce spiritual battle? We've heard a lot of those already. So we're going to skip that um, question. But it's, 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 it's important for us to know that even though he will not win the war, we should not expect Satan to go down without a fight. But our victory is sure in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. So what happened in the spiritual realm, when Daniel prayed. What happened in the spiritual realm when Daniel prayed? Simply, what happened in the... Okay, let me, let me get an answer. Who wants to, to tell us? What happened in the spiritual realm when Daniel prayed? Okay, there's a hand there. When Daniel prayed, God yeah. answered and dispatched an angel. Then the devil also dispatched his own angel to counter God's angel. Absolutely. But it didn't, it didn't end there, man. So, then God dispatched another angel. An angel to, <laughs> to now fight. To now fight. And defeat. And, defeated, and bring yeah. uh, victory. 
victory. An answer to Daniel. To Daniel. Yeah, that was where it ended. <laughs> you know? So, you know, if you, even if you look at movies, you know, interestingly, back in the day, movies, the good guy always wins the movie at the end, right? Before, it's the good guy that is usually the hero of the movie. Have you noticed that the bad guys are becoming heroes of movies? And the bad guys are becoming the ones that are winning, you know? And that is the lie of the devil. <laughs> Good will always prevail over evil. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so that's what happened when Daniel prayed. So angels, Daniel, when Daniel prayed, angels were engaged. God answered. He dispatched an angel. Angel brought a message. Then that angel was resisted. Now, because angels have specialties, we have angels that that are messengers, they deliver packages, they deliver messages, they deliver miracles, healings, they bring words of knowledge, they bring words of wisdom, they bring prophetic words, they, are, they bring messages. Then we have angels that execute they are warring angels, they, they, they tear down resistances. Then we have angels that their specialty, they are called cherubims and seraphims. Their specialties is to worship. They are designed for worship. They have six wings. They fly with two, cover their heads with two, and their legs with two. And day and night they are shouting, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Of course, you know, we have the 20 and 4 elders. Then we have the four beasts. Then we have the living creatures, and they bow down day and night, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. So angels exist, number one, to worship God, number two, to deliver messages from God. Number three, to wage war with God's enemies. Number four, to serve God's people. To serve God's people. So angels exist to worship God, number one, to deliver messages from God. Number two, to wage war with God's enemies, number three, to serve God's people, number four. Remember Pastor Dami's um, um, story, that she, uh, testimony that she, she, just, she just shared. An angel was released to carry the plane. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Because she is precious in God's eyes. She's very precious. <laughs> you know, Now, the enemy, Satan, has tactics that he uses. He uses different tactics. And we're going to go through the major ones that he uses. And we're going to see how God has equipped us to counter these tactics. If John 8 44. I'm going to read it and you tell me what the enemy's tactic is in John 8, 44. It says, for you, talking to those people, are the children of your father, the devil. You love to do evil things. The evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his what? With his character. So what tactic does the devil use as revealed by that scripture? Is what? Lies. 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 Zechariah chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. This is exposing his tactics and strategy, you know. It says, 
Then the angel showed me Yeshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Yeshua. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Hey, may God reject Satan's accusations over your life in the name of Jesus. Yes, the Lord who has chosen Olufabi Munai rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. So what does he use there? Accusation. Accusation. Mark 4, 14 to 15. Mark 4, 14 to 15 says, The farmer plants seed by taking God's word. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. So what is his plan? What is the strategy? Stealing God's word. Stealing God's word. 2 Corinthians 11, 14 to 15. 2 Corinthians 11, 14 to 15. says, but I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that these servants also, his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get their punishment, their wicked deeds deserves. What is his tactics? Deception. Deception is it's like lies dramatized. First John three, eight to ten. First John three, eight to ten. It says, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to who? To the devil. It's proof that they belong to the devil. Who has been sinning since the beginning? But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a habit, a practice of sinning. Because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning. Because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. So what's his tactics? What does it try to make people do in this case? Sinning. It's, you see, I, I'm careful not to say sin because while it is not recommended, the truth is that Christians sin. That's the truth. But the truth also is that if you're a Christian, you cannot continue to sin. Why? Because the life of God in you will fight it. And the truth is that if you pay attention to the Holy Spirit, you can live above sin. You know it's possible to live above sin all the rest of your life, all the days of your life. Okay. So let's see the weapons that God has given us. Ephesians 6, 11 to 18. Ephesians 6, 11 to 18, I read. It says, 
But put on, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. It says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of, unseen, of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be what? Standing firm. How should you stand? Stand your ground. Putting on the belt of, of truth. The body armor, breastplate of righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that come from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all this, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fairy arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as what? Your ailment. And take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers. Can we see that in Daniel? For all <laughs> believers everywhere. So what weapons has God provided for us so that we can counter the tactics and strategies of Satan and his demons in that scripture? Number one, write it down. Belt of, of truth. Belt of truth. When a Christian begins to lie, guess what? Your belt comes off. When your best comes off, what happens to your trousers? It falls down. So in other words, you're asking for shame and disgrace when you begin to lie. That's, that's what you're asking for. The breastplate of righteousness. We've explained all this in detail, I think, before. So we won't go in that. Sandals of the preparation of the gospel of truth. The shield of, of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the, which is the word of God. If you, if you come out dressed up like that every day, what would the devil do? He will run away. <laughs> and if he tries to, to fight, he's going to get his head chopped off. Praise the name of the Lord. So, next we saw in John 8.44 that one of Satan's tactics is to lie to God's people. It's to lie to God's people. Which of the following are you most tempted to believe? This, I've, I've just come up with a few lies of the devil. Which of the following are you most tempted to believe? Take it. You can hide it from your neighbor. Don't let them see it. Hide it from your husband or your wife. You are sitting beside them, you know, for now. God can't use someone like me. You know, some people believe that lie. God can't use someone like me. Ah, pastor, my sins are too many. Ah, no, 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 no. You don't know me or if you know me, God cannot even use someone like me. Which one do you struggle with? Which lie of the devil? Maybe God isn't real. How do we know that there is even God self? You know? The Bible can't really be trusted. The story in Mark is different from the story in John. It's different from the story in Luke. You know, can we really trust this book? I am too flawed to make a difference for God. You know, God is putting something on your heart to do. And you look at what is 
what it will take. I like, I can't even do it. It's not, it's not me. I'm too flawed. I'm too incapable of doing it. Like Gideon. Or is it, I can't serve God until I make it. You know, some people want to make it. Make it before they serve God. Some people, they are making it is, is to make a lot of money. They call it hammer. <laughs> some people, they are making it is to become MRS once I get married. Or once I have a wife. Once I, have a, once I can flaunt my ring. Then I can serve God. Some people, they are making it is once I can have children. Some people, they are making it is Once I can get a good job, it's a lie of the devil. I can't trust God fully with my life because he may not do what is best for me. I can't trust God with my life because he may not do what is best for me. You know, there, there's some people that God has called them to, to pastor, for instance, but they can't trust God with their lives because God may not provide for them the thing. Oh, I want to live, uh, I want to live well, oh, so God may not be able to take care of that action. Some people refuse to marry pastors, you know why? Because these guys, oh, they get money. <laughs> I mean, if they are money motivated in their life. I mean, again, Pastor Dami is really trying. I can't, a lady said to me that I cannot, ah, Pastor Dami is really trying. I cannot share my husband with anybody. Nobody. You'll be praying for, for people for hours. No, 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 no. Let him come and sit beside me in my house. He's my husband, he's my possession. You can't trust God to take care of your future. It's a lie of the devil. Because what God has for you is, is, is ten times, a billion times better than what you can even factor in for yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you know that some people, I, I kid you not, some people have come to say to me that, hey, hey, this is the kind of pastor, I think I, think I want to be a pastor now. And I, and, I, and I cringe. I cringe because I'm like, you don't even get it. You don't even get it. You think that it is because... <laughs> you know, my grandma used to say, you know what that means. You know, I love the laughter of the white man. You know, <laughs> you know what? Those kind of people, I just laugh. If I show you the path, can you walk it? You say, yes, we can walk it. Okay, start. Start. A pastor said to me, why am I even telling you these stories? Should I tell you all these stories? A pastor said to me, you are living my dreams. So, you need to tell me that thing you are doing. As if it is, it is, um, it is magic. Do you understand? I said to them, you, I said, the reason you think I'm actually living your dreams is because you are seeing the glitter of my life. You are not seeing the pain. Praise the name of the Lord. But can you pay the price? So people, listen, it's just like, it's just like um, you, let's say you're a medical doctor, you have a stethoscope around your neck and you have a lab coat on. And somebody that will never go to a medical school for seven years, will never pay the price, says, I like the lab coat. Just give me the stethoscope, let me to wear it. Oh, really? 
Take it now. Wear stethoscope. Praise the name of God. Who says that? Let me go on. <laughs> Let me just go on. God will help all of us. You can't trust God with your life. But you want the outcome of people that have trusted God with their lives. Guess what? Trust God with your life. You will love your life. When you trust God, you, you will love it. Because God will do you better than you can do for yourself. Do I get an amen? <laughs> Since we are talking about the supernatural, let me go on. <clears throat> This life <laughs> might not, might be all there is. So let me pursue my own pleasure rather than the pleasures of God. I have been really good this month. So I deserve just this one little sin. You know, some people do not think like that. I've tried. Let me just do the. I will repent, then I will be good again. Then after a while, then I will just, you know, then I will be good again. It's the lie of the devil. Don't let him rob you of your destiny. Praise the name of the Lord. Or oh, everyone is doing it. I had better wake up and say to myself, everyone is doing it. Let me wise up. Everyone is doing it. Let me wake up. It's a lie of the devil. And that is why corruption is so endemic in this nation. Because we think, or a lot of people think, everyone is doing it. Everyone is doing it. I mean, it can't be wrong. Everybody is doing it. It's a lie of the devil. Then obviously it's not exhaustive, so you can put others. Have you ticked, tick, tick, tick? Which one are you most susceptible to be? Which one, if you haven't ticked anything, you're a liar. Uh, let me tell you that. If you have not ticked anything and you have not filled, maybe your own is not here, don't get me wrong. Maybe you have not filled your own. Something, you're lying. Because the devil, let me tell you something. The devil has not left you alone. He hasn't forgotten about you. So if you haven't ticked anything, you are saying the devil has forgotten about you. <laughs> he hasn't. Okay, cool. Don't show me. Let's go on. Which of the weapons listed in Ephesians 6 do you need to actively put on to combat Satan's antics? I would say everything. But some of us need to pay attention to one right now. Maybe it's, it's the belt of truth. Maybe it's the sword of the spirit. You don't know the word of God. You can't quote the word in battle. You cannot speak the word. Maybe it's a shield of faith. Maybe your faith is shaking. So there may be an aspect that you need to strengthen. But I think you should focus on putting on everything. Daniel didn't give up before his answers came through. What can we learn from this? And we have given several real life examples. Daniel did not give up before his answers came through. Okay. Write what you can learn from it. In the commit section, is this is simple. Commit to discussing the items you checked above with your life group leader or someone in your life group. I'm sure you've started attending a life group. One of the things, the things you've checked above, discuss it with your life group leader. Or someone in your life group. Or if you are working, if you are serving, maybe you want to discuss it with your with minister or your pastor, the minister in charge of your unit, your unit leader. Or someone in your department that I'm, I'm struggling with. I think I'm too flawed. God cannot use me. Can you encourage me? Can we pray together? Is that okay? Is that, 
Isn't that what brothers and sisters are supposed to be doing? Great. You know, the Bible, I'm struggling to trust the word of God, you know. Are we just wasting our time? Is heaven real? Is God even real? You know? Then let's read the scriptures together. Are we, are we going to do that? If I'm going to do that, let me see your hands up. I'm going to do that. Let me see your hands up. Quickly. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Good. Put down your hands. God bless you. In Jesus' name. This, the text is this. If, and this, this is it. It says, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his what? Mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Let's read together. I want to go. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Let's talk to God about what we've heard. Let's say to God, you are my father. You're a spirit. And I'm a spirit. I will influence the supernatural. I will have influence in the supernatural. I will be relevant in the spiritual realm. Honestly, before you can be relevant in the spiritual realm, you have to be born into the spiritual realm. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born of the spirit. I want to be born again. Can you, or I used to be born again at Bastidin. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. I want to pray with you right there. Put up your hand over your head. I will pray together. Quickly, put it up. God bless you. Put up your hand, put up your hand well over your head. Over your head. I will pray together. If you are online, instructions are scrolling. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory, Lord. You grace my father to fully represent you on earth give unto us honor and glory be given to you thank you for listening to this I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends God bless you